Who the hell's Jonathan? <laughs> <laughs> Folks, this is now a True Confessions podcast. This is the Creative Double Shot, a conversation about building the creative life you want. I'm Jonathan. And I'm Ginger. If you want more creativity in your life, let's talk. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Creative Double Shot. Welcome. <laughs> On this episode, we delve back into 2021 a little bit and kind of talk about some of the highlights of it from not only um, our creative practices, but also some of our personal stuff that very much dovetails with our creative practices and with this podcast. And we'll probably uh, talk a little bit about the podcast itself, right? Ooh. Because we have been talking through all these creative, what would you call them? You know, just things that we encounter during our creative practices, whether it be fear or fear or more fear. <laughs> um, we get there a lot. <laughs> and we've dealt with that with the podcast as well. And while we're not necessarily painting amazing pictures or writing amazing stories, it still is a, an act of creativity. At least yeah. we found it to be that way. And I really like this looking at the podcast as a creative process and how we approach it every week and the ups and downs. And I mean, there really aren't very many downs. Oh, you guys don't even know. No, there are. <laughs> it's true. It's true. And because I, we're having conversations in order to have this conversation. And so we're having fun doing that. Yeah. That last thing you said, I think, is the most important thing. And I think that's really been a nice guidepost for me in my creative practice is that we told ourselves, and I think we've mentioned this before, but that we would do the podcast as long as it was fun. And if, if it was causing us to be anxious or we were getting bummed out because we couldn't get the, the thoughts down about a certain topic, it's like, all right, well, then let's not do that because that clearly isn't fun for us at this very moment of time. Right. It really has been beneficial in my own practice, too, to have that because while fun may be defined as different things for different people, but the idea that it should be gratifying and it should be engaging and it should be in fulfilling yeah. while you're doing it, not the end product or not, well, someday I'll feel good about doing this. It, you should figure out how to make it feel gratifying all the time. Oh, 100% agree. Well, I've really always been sort of fixated on the idea of work, and I think there is this process of legitimization of creativity yeah. that it needs to be. It's serious, and fun is not sophisticated. It's true, and I, I think we talked about it last week, where it's this idea that, you know, you spend most of your creative practice not under the gaze of somebody. And so there's, a, you know, if, you, if you're going to be there a lot, and boy, I sure hope it's fun and fulfilling and interesting, if nothing else interesting, right? So that it's like, oh, well, as opposed to if I'm, I'm bored with my creative practice, and, <laughs> but hopefully someone will buy this thing that I'm making or read it or look at it. It's a real slog for me to do. Hopefully. But I'm sure someone's going to love it. Hopefully someone will pay to slog through it too. That'd be <laughs> awesome. And so, you know, thinking about that, I, I keep coming back to the Sam Delaney term, begeisterung, because that's mm. really always in the back of my head ever since I encountered the term and we talked about it. And it's like, yeah, you know, if, if I'm bored, then clearly I'm doing something not in harmony with 
my practice and, and really what I'm trying to accomplish. And what I've more recently come to is this idea that what I'm trying to accomplish <laughs> is to have that be Geisterung. And then not, and then, right? I, yeah, it's, it's <laughs> super deep. But, I, but I, feel, I feel like that's it. Like it's like everything else doesn't matter because if I sit down in the morning and I start writing and I can hit that sweet spot as I work towards something, then you're always going to be having fun with your practice. And if you're working towards something, that's built into it as well. So you, you kind of have this fun factor built into your end product, I think. Yeah, and actually, oh, Jonathan sent me it. Well, I guess I don't need it. But anyway, you can call me Jonathan you. anytime you want. <laughs> you. You did. But I was telling the listener. Who the hell's Jonathan? <laughs> Folks, this is now a True Confessions podcast. The other Jonathan. Damn no. It. No. You sent me that great, great article in... The Independent Creative? The Independent Creative about Pam Glick, who's an artist, and I just really related to a lot of what she said. She said she has friends that are painters that often say, I, you know, I get blocked, I, I get scared, I don't know what I'm doing, I, or I don't feel like I can paint or whatever. And she said, I don't, I can't relate to that particular thing. Like, I don't ever feel... It's the thing I love doing more than anything in the world, and I never feel like that. And I, of course, absolutely get blocked and, yeah. and have trouble moving forward. And I have identified that, I think, as fear and doubt. I loved reading that, that we all come at this with our particular emotional landscape. Ball and, of twine, ball yeah, of twine, ball of trademark. Twine, ball of twine. We'll be selling uh, emotional balls of twine in the uh, gift shop. $20. No, sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> We may, we, we're actually recording this in the evening, which is not usual for us. And as a result, there might be beer involved. <laughs> Happy holidays. I don't know if you can tell a difference between coffee and beer. Hey, yeah, not, not really. Stream of consciousness, ramblings. Right. Well, but she's able, to come, she's able to come at it every day from a place of loving what she does. I have to believe that that is a result of her being able to find that giddiness on yes. a daily basis, right? Which goes back to Samuel Delaney. And uh, so his book is called About Writing, Seven Essays, Four Letters, and Five Interviews. Mm. And uh, it's, it's a great book. Even if you're not a writer, I mean, it's pretty writing heavy, but there's just really a lot of great conversations about creativity in there too. That Oh, I'm going to mention, cool. we don't have it in our pile, but I'm going to mention Brenda Euland. Oh, gosh, yeah. So you want to write. And that's one of the things with this episode, in addition to it being fun, is we want to kind of, one of the things we'd like to sort of recap is maybe some of the books that we go to time and time again, mm -hmm. because we find them to be usually helpful reminders of like, oh, right, right. I need to think about this or do this or kind of guideposts, I guess, if you will, on your creative journey. I'm reading a book right now called Bring Down the Little Birds, and she talks about reading someone else's book and what they've written in the margins. And I find it amusing because, well, first of all, I have some of my mom's books. My mom is, yeah. has passed, but I love reading what she's marked in there. But I also love looking back at my books and seeing what I've marked 
you know, what really meant something to me at a certain time. And then I read another sentence and go, oh, what about this is really speaking to me now. So you just, these books are just, they're friends. Just keep visiting with them and getting something new every time. And I think when you, when you read those things, you get that same dopamine thing like, oh man, yes, yes. You know, you just, because you're, you're vibrating with that, that thought, that idea, you know, that sentiment, I would say. In our earlier episodes, we talked a lot about coaching the artist within with uh, Meisel. And uh, that one, I, I haven't been in that one lately. But the things that are in there that I, I remember, though, are, you know, the things about duality. Oh, like it's not either or. It can be this and this or mm-hmm. this and this and this. Um, and we, I think we use that a lot to deny ourselves something. It's like, well, I can't do that because I have to do this. Anyway, I, it's just a really solid uh, book because the whole point of it is, is to teach you to be your own creative coach. And so that's one we definitely recommend from this year. And another book that I think of a lot when I'm writing, and it's sitting here too, is, is Wonder Book by Jeff mm-hmm. Vandermeer. And the cool thing about that book is it's not necessarily the information that's in it that I think about a lot. It's more just sort of the richness of the visualizations in the book because it's, it's just brilliantly done. I think uh, the guy who helped him do it, I want to say it's Jeremy Zerfoss, um, who did a lot of the, uh, the illustrations and mm-hmm. stuff. And then there's a bunch of other art from other creatives that he's woven into it as well. It's just visually enriching. And, and as a writer, I definitely do a lot of visualization. Absolutely. And so it's yeah. kind of cool. Last year, I began a journey of trying to read more authors of color. And I really feel like some of those are standing out for me as I think back on that, just because for learning purposes, but also just for aesthetic. I realized after reading some how very white-centric, you know, my life is really. And so I've really, really loved, uh, if you're going on a road trip or something, listen to Phoebe Robinson's Mm -hmm books on tape. They're just hilariously funny. But she also makes some really, really good points (laughs) that we all need to think about. But she's a, you know, a writer and a comedian. And I just really love those. No, you can't touch my hair. And don't sit on my bed in your outside clothes. No, I think I think that's really cool because I think that also is a good illustration of how you don't have to always just be reading books on creativity or watching shows or whatever, I think we draw from so many different things to inform our creative practice. And I think the more we can spread ourselves around or, you know, like delve into different subject matter and things that really aren't even adjacent to what we do, you know, just things that are way out there, you know, reading about science or or reading about, uh, you know, if you're into sustainability and homesteading and things like that, you know, because they all, as we indicated at the beginning, the very beginning of this podcast, they all have their creative aspects to them anyway, you know, whether it's the product of someone's creativity, like the the books that you were talking about reading, or if you're in there trying to till some earth and make a garden or string up some herbs to dry or whatever, you know, there's just all that cool stuff in there. And so that's kind of neat. And the other night when you were gone at, at your conference, which we should talk about too. Sure. We can talk about that. I watched the movie Passing and I realized I had read the book. Oh, nice. And But as I was watching, it's a beautiful, pretty much just black and white movie. It's tonal. But I realized as I was watching it, I just want to get a sketchbook and draw the beautiful images in this movie. It's like one big, long, gorgeous, sepia tone 
photograph. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And so uh, just real quick, the conference, I went to uh, World Science Fiction Convention in D.C. And uh, boy, howdy, it was something going there with Omicron on the rise. <laughs> and um, and what, what the coolest thing was what I wound up doing was going to panels. I didn't go to them. I stayed in my Airbnb by myself and watched them because they were all virtual. Well, most of them were virtual, so I was able to do that. And then at night to actually go see people, they had outdoor seating and it felt as safe as you could be without actually not being there, you know, and, and still being able to interact with people and meet people and talk about books and creativity and people's projects and stuff like that. So, And I thought it was really interesting what you said this morning about how important that personal contact. I mean, it's so hard. We're going on two yeah. years yeah. and now everything's blowing up again and everybody's backing, you know, and so for you to say that about, wow, to actually talk to people in person, it really, we need that. Yeah. And so who knows what 2022 brings, but, uh, you know, obviously we're not getting back to pre-COVID, like that's done, you know, right. but ideally we can find a new normal that where we can engage with people again without fear of either infecting them or being infected and <laughs> something horrible happening. Um, anyway, but yeah, I, I think that was the first thing I had been to since 2019. Yeah, I didn't realize how much I missed it until, until I was there. So hopefully 2022 has more of that for all of us where we can actually engage with other creatives and other people Absolutely. that we love to hang out with. Um, My dream is to do a residency. Yeah. I should probably already be on the stick about that, but... Well, it's it's hard to plan when you don't know what's going to happen, you know? It's funny. There was a guy on Twitter, which I was on for the con, and uh, I, I read it to Ginger last night, but he was talking about, like, he's like, oh, my gosh, this happened, and this happened, and this happened. He, he listed this whole laundry list of all these bad things that happened to him, but then the next tweet was like, and and I didn't even mention that we're in the second year of a pandemic, you know? <laughs> and that's how, like, it's all just sort of part right. of how things are at the moment, so... Like, thank goodness for books, though, right? Because that's a way to get some of that part of your soul fed because you can still kind of delve into things and think about stuff. And thankfully, you know, I get to talk with you. So we still have a lot of that um, interaction. But I know you probably would rather talk to people who also do, you know, visual arts and stuff. It in, is interesting in to talk to other painters. Yeah. Yeah, because there's a thing. Oh, yeah, you know, absolutely. People in your medium. Mm -hmm. but. And so, you know, a couple of the other books that uh, kind of tie into that, and I think The Everyday Work of Art, mm -hmm. which... Uh, Speaking of my mother again. Yeah, exactly. But what a great book. I mean, it's a... It's, An oldie. It's fantastic, just because it, I, it get, really gets at the heart of what is creativity and how we all have the penchant for creativity in so many different ways. And... Uh, and kind of not only normalize it, but also some, there's some really good deep thinking about it, I think, in there that I really, I really love. Yeah, that was a really neat rediscovery and has some of my mom's writing in it. Oh, yeah. Which is fun. It is fun. Hi, Ann. The book that goes hand in hand with that is uh, Trust the Process by uh, Sean McNiff. I think it, this is because I was reading them both at the same time. Not all at once, mind you. I wasn't holding two books. And, <laughs> but wow. I was going back and forth between the two. and. Uh, and there are just so many overlapping concepts, but they both have their take on it. And uh, just really good stuff about allowing yourself to be creative without all the hangups, right? And letting, letting the hangups go. And I think it's, man, going back to the podcast, Ginger and I have talked over and over again about how much 
this has really helped us with our creative practices. And uh, again, hopefully it's useful to those out there listening too. By having to articulate these concepts, it really kind of cements them in my mind. Mm -hmm. Like, and it's like, oh, right. So I can go back and, you know, again, thinking about Sam Delaney and the the be-spiritedness, it's like using that as a guidepost. I'm like, well, okay, this isn't working for me. So how do I get back to that that feeling and uh, be excited about it? Yeah, I have found that to be absolutely the case. And I'm really proud of us for actually starting it because the old me would have definitely thought we needed more of this and have to figure out this before we could start. And we just decided to just jump in. Yeah, you wanted to have cool podcast hats. (laughs) And I said, let's just get it started. No. (laughs) I don't know how to knit, but I'm going to knit podcast hats. (laughs) They're shaped like giant microphones. It's the coolest. Um, Yeah. And the book that really kind of put us on this path, not necessarily like telling us to do it, but we we did a, a creative weekend and we had this book uh, I'm a Badass at Making Money by Jen Sincero that Ginger had gotten. Yeah, it was recommended a, by one of my art marketing gurus. You were reading it probably, what, a year or two mm-hmm. before, and you were reading stuff to me out of it, and I was probably listening, but not particularly. You were in it, right? And so you were like, oh, you know, there's this. And I was like, yeah, yeah, which is our typical pattern um, where you're way ahead of the curve than I am. But, oh. you know, then we started dealing with some money stuff this spring, and the book was around and I decided to take it on the creative weekend. And I, I read, of course, like the first like six pages. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> and and in, in that, she, I think already was a, a writing coach and, but she upped her game and, and, you know, just by a lot of it's based on having confidence in yourself and, and telling yourself that you are in fact good at whatever it is you want to do. And, and the money part, of course, because it's no secret that a lot of people have a hard time managing money in a way that benefits them in the long term, right? And that's sort of the, at least my takeaway was that's mm-hmm. sort of the thrust of the book is to like give yourself these building blocks, not necessarily like strategy wise, but mentally wise, I think more than anything to, to be able to look at money differently, change your relationship with money. Um, but anyway... <laughs> So there's all that, but I was like, I, I was after I read that, I'm like, I want to be a writing coach. And then we, we started talking and it was like, I don't know that I really want to be a writing coach necessarily. And we were just throwing around ideas of things that we could do because one of the, I think one of the biggest things that comes out of that, that came out of that book for me was the idea that you don't start a project to make millions of dollars. You start like, what can you do that's, that can help people? And I think eventually we landed on the podcast. That was when we were like, okay, well, it has, has to be fun. We mapped out probably, I don't know, 12, 14 months worth of episodes. And a lot of those, after we got through our first handful, we started looking at them and they seemed kind of repetitive. That was, those were the couple of times where I was like, oh man, how do we keep this going? And then I was like, all right, it has to be fun. So what, what's going on in our creative practice that's fun and how can we talk about that and in a way that might be useful to listeners. And so here we are. And yeah, it's worked. Can't recommend that book enough. Or if you're, if you don't want to talk about money, there's the, uh, you are a badass. Oh, right. <laughs> like that, that's her original work. And then she's of course spun off different badass books, trademark. Um, and, and Which of course the concepts are nothing new. We, we dug back through there and found, you know, it goes back uh, 150 years. Yeah. 
to what's his face? Waddles. Uh, Waddles. <laughs> yeah, the uh, the art of uh, is it the art of grow- science of growing rich, something like something along those lines. But there are yeah. these old books, and it's funny because I remember my parents listen to motivational tapes, and a lot of the concepts are are the same, and it's is really fascinating because they're. I think I mean you could be like yeah it's it's snake oil, or you can be like there must be a kernel of truth in here because it's useful, and so uh, that was a revelation for me because I definitely get in my own way of like, well, all these books, they're just, they are, they're snake oil. They're just trying to sell books and, and they are absolutely trying to sell books, but. And they're not coming up with completely original concepts, but they're. But packaging is everything. Exactly. Because to be honest, we dug into the Waddles book and uh, (laughs) Napoleon Hill, maybe he was the science. Anyway, but these guys from, you know, the early 20th century and and they're dry, but the way she presents it is funny and uh, kind of is like a no BS personality, it yeah. seems like. But anyway, just a, a great book. And on tape is fun, too. She reads them, I think, herself. So they're entertaining that way, too. But uh, good stuff. So anyway, the podcast has just been an amazing journey uh, so far. And uh, we thank those of you who've come along for some of it, all of it, Absolutely. this episode, whatever. It's all good. But so uh, much appreciation for yeah. listeners. Absolutely. And uh, we'll continue to do this in 2022 as long as it seems like it's a good thing to continue to do. And, you know, I know that we haven't gotten a lot of feedback. We have some uh, five-star reviews on Woo-hoo! iTunes. Um, <laughs> so feel free to, or I guess Apple Podcasts. Whatever. Some of whom have actually listened to it. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you know, the hope is is that the word spreads a little bit and more people get a listen and can derive some benefit or some joy or something out of it. Or even if you listen to it and you're like, oh my gosh, those guys are complete morons, then <laughs> you can feel smarter than, than at least two people in the world for, for 20, 30 minutes. So it's, it's awesome. So before we go, we just uh, want to say that we're not going to be here on January 4th. So you get a break and then... Uh, <laughs> And then we'll be back on the 11th with, a, with episode number 28. We'll be talking about stuff rolling into the new year, I think. Well, we talked about the possibility of looking at goal setting or not mm. and pauses and things along those yeah. lines. So that may be ideas, one. Big ideas. Might be two episodes. But uh, by the time this drops, Christmas will have come and gone. But uh, you celebrate other stuff or... Uh, looking into the new year, that'll be coming on. And we just, yeah, we'll be thinking about you all. And hope hope you, you carve out some time for some creativity in the yes, absolutely. crazy holiday season. Look up the busyness episode. See, that's right. You're that's keeping right. yourself too busy with the holidays. And if you are going to set goals for 2022, man, put a little creativity in there. If you, if you haven't already, do some stuff for yourself to get your mind spinning, get you all excited. Otherwise, I guess we'll see you in 2022. So we'll see you next time on the Creative Double Shot. See ya.